0: Welcome to Triple H 100.1 and the Street Beat program. We've got a segment called Life on the Run, where we talk to members in the local community who are busy people, but also active in community affairs in the Hornsby Shire Council area. And I have with me today, Kath Gordon, who's a resident in the Hornsby area. I'll let her explain where she's from and a bit of a background. Hello, Kath, how are you?
1: I'm good, Martin, and thank you for having me on your on your show.
0: <laughs> thank you very um, much. Uh, Let's just go go back a bit. Tell us a little bit about your life and work and how long you've been in the community for.
1: Okay. Well, I've been in the community um, almost 29 years, I think. I've stopped counting, but it's close to that. And I think that um, I'm not going to try to give you an entire potted history of my life because (laughs) it's been too long. But I will say to you that um, I... I am a migrant, and I think that, that my past definitely informs the whole way that I engaged with the world. And I happened to grow up in apartheid South Africa. And for me, what that meant was that I spent the first 28, of, uh, 28 years of my life, I suppose, learning to question politicians and the intentions of their decision making. And um, I must admit, when I left South Africa, I never thought that Mandela would be freed or that the transition would be peaceful. So when I came to Australia, I actually had to abandon a previous career where I was a teacher and a lecturer because to get into Australia, I had to be a journalist. So I spent two years um, acquiring journalist skills in South Africa and then came across to live in Australia. And I didn't move to Hornsby immediately, it took me a few years to get there. And when I came to, um, to live, and I didn't live in Hornsby, sorry, I lived in Asquith.
0: Thanks for that, Kav. Now, you became a parent, you were living in Hornsby, Asquith area, 20 something years ago. Tell me how it's changed.
1: Well, when we arrived, um, when we arrived in Asworth, I think the thing that I craved most was a decent coffee. And uh, I remember that it didn't disturb me too much when my daughter was very young because I was too busy being a parent to actually stop and have a coffee. But when she was about three, she had a play date. And I remember standing in the middle of um, Hornsby because she was in one of the apartments playing with her friend and um, saying to my partner, well, where are we going to go for coffee? And the only place was the shop opposite the train station, which had very thick cups and a fine boiled milk film on the top of the coffee, which didn't look at all like the coffee I wanted.
0: So it would be fair to say that that's changed a bit now. You, you mentioned two things there. Your daughter was in an apartment and you were spending some time. You live in an area where there's a fair few apartments now. What's that transition been like for the community?
1: I think that the transbi- uh, that, that transition, Martin, has a lot to do with um, the work I got involved in, in terms of uh, development and fighting what we... Uh, a group of us have called inappropriate development. Um, And I think that that largely the community were pretty naive about what led to those developments. I certainly was. And that was that we didn't understand that in the previous couple of years, we agreed to having uh, rezoning in our area around the train stations because the general idea was that, you know, the city surely should grow around the stations and not spread out. And all of that sounded very intelligent and reasonable. But the reality was that instead of having the kind of mid-sized kind of homes that people probably need um, and want, we just got one mass of apartments after another, And I don't think there's anyone in the community, quite frankly, who looks on the developments around us and sees it as effective planning or particularly attractive um, or in, you know, in line with where we live.
0: You made a comment, a group of you got together. Are you part of a community organisation or something like that?
1: Very much so. We're part of, um, it's a community network that we call the Hornsby Action Group. And it is made up of various people who come and go depending on the cause and, um, you know, the development that we are expressing concerns about. Uh, we've never formally uh, formed a business structure, uh, but there there are at times we can have anything up to two and a half to three thousand people responding to our posts. Um, but mainly there's a core of people who are interested in the things that we uh, bring to their attention.
0: so does that mean you've brought your journalistic skills into managing a social media platform Kath? Uh,
1: not quite <laughs> um, I, because the journalistic skills that I had had nothing to do with social media when I arrived here. I arrived here with an electric typewriter and uh, but I think that what it, it, it has given me an opportunity to do is to look at the stories that are impacting our lives and as a journalist i'm clearly interested and and as a teacher um, i think those are the things that really interest me is what what makes a difference to us and what forms a community and it's our stories that form the community which is why you're probably doing what you're doing now
0: street beat on triple h 100.1 afm Martin, on the run. So, do you go to council meetings or anything like that? I do attend council meetings, Martin, but
1: nothing like you. I think that you must have the best track record of council attendance by the councillors themselves. Um, I, um, I actually come in and out depending on the issue and how important it is. So on Wednesday, I will be at the council meeting because I want to listen to the discussion around the Bile Creek Valley Union's concern um, about the inda- you know, the owls and uh, the cockatoos that are endangered. And I, I think that um, I sit on Facebook a lot and I see people posting comments on Facebook. And I am constantly reminding people that it is not enough to comment on Facebook, that is not where the change happens. You have to engage with um, the legislators um, and the council, and you have to get your voice to be heard. So sometimes we, we become that voice.
0: What's something that you've done um, individually or in your um, Hornsby Action Group that you're particularly pleased about that's been successful?
1: Um, I think that the Asquith Precinct overall, uh, I won't call it successful, but I think it has raised the consciousness of people that you actually can fight for an environment that you believe in. That little precinct, Um, The developers who are there, uh, we've been fighting what they are proposing for that area now since 2016 and so you need to have a lot of stamina to take them on because most of us who are engaged in this are full-time working people or parents who are busy with children Um, and they go away and come back again, and they go away and they come back again. And it's quite exhausting. And it reminds me, um, I'll just share with you, when I arrived in Australia, I was given um, a Saturday morning job, which ended up being in the last place I expected to be, because I, I had no idea where Hornsby was. But every Saturday morning, I'd drive out to Hornsby to Dura Lane, where there was the little child care center. And the woman who ran that center now, um, this is going back 30 years ago, she told me that the council's aspiration for that was to close down that center and that they were refusing to help her to in any way um, build it, improve it, make better bathrooms because they wanted it to fall into disrepair because apparently that little house was part of a bequest. And so it was with interest that I listened to the uh, the council meeting, where they spoke about the development application for um, around uh, the back of Dural Lane, and they are putting that little building is going to be relocated as part of that development, but they They are going to sell digits, so that will be interesting to see the outcome. Um, But, you know, that's a 30-year fight. You've got to have stamina for that.
0: (laughs) You you used the word (laughs) earlier, um, fight with people, and I understand what you're saying. But what does the activism look like to sustain that and bring people behind you for such a long period?
1: Well, you can't, you can't bring people behind you for such a long period. People have burnout, we have burnout. So you can only, you have to pick the things and it is a fight because um, you're fighting people who have money, who have legal uh, support. And even if the council staff are supportive of your view and perspective, they too, can only fight the fight, the legal fight. And I am talking about a legal fight up to a point because they only have a limited budget because we as ratepayers only have a limited budget. So as soon as the development is more or less okay, not perfect, but more or less okay, it will get through. So so you have to learn that. You have to learn to look at a development and go, those guys in council are not going to fight this one. It's going through. It's a bit like looking at KFC on the corner. Not (laughs) going to fight that.
0: (laughs) It's a local knowledge one, that one. (laughs) Just to wrap up this section before we go into rapid fire, and I appreciate your time, Kath. Yeah. You, you mentioned it offline off when we were discussing prior to this, your view on people and engagement in the community. What's your message in that space about getting people engagement?
1: Um, I think that everybody should be engaged. They should never say it's too late. I can't do anything. I think those are um, th- that disempowers you as a person. I, and I think it, it makes you a victim. So if you don't want to have a voice, you should join any number of action groups that are out in the community. We are, we are one of many and allow them to have the voice for you. And because you need people to speak up for you. And yes, we have elected uh, elections and that is your other opportunity to elect somebody who you believe is going to deliver what you feel is good for the community so there's a number of options but you should engage you're listening to street beat on triple h
0: 100.1 fm with neil martin justine and sometimes mariko martin on the run thank you for that i have a little segment that I do with people called rapid-fire questions about what people think of the Hornsby community. Are you prepared to give a go at this?
1: I'll give it a go. Let's see how we go.
0: All right. You can just reply with one word answers or, you know, a, a comment.
1: This is where I go blank, but that's
0: fine. <laughs> that's good. Whatever you feel comfortable with, Kath. Uh, Hornsby bushland and waterways. Amazing. Okay. Next one. Traffic and parking in Hornsby.
1: Appalling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> COVID 19. Scary. Arts and crafts in Hornsby.
1: Oh, we could do so much more. Is that too long?
0: <laughs> Sport and recreation. Great. Medium-density housing. More. Are you going to empty nest at some stage?
1: We are, Martin. We're right in the process of doing it. And we went to... um, uh, We've done crazy stuff. We've sold our house through COVID. We've done a search for new homes through COVID. And there is a huge shortage of stock on the market at the moment, unless you're looking for a one-bedroom apartment, which we weren't. And so we hope to stay in Hornsby, but we couldn't find anything we liked. And so um, I will be relocating to the Central Coast, but I'm only 35 minutes away from Hornsby. And so I will be in contact with my network still. And I will still be paddling, I hope, on the Brooklyn, you know, down at Brooklyn on the river there. So I will have one foot in Hornsby ongoing.
0: Oh, you also answered sport and recreation quite well. I didn't realise you were a paddler as well. That's pretty impressive. I love to do paddling. It's beautiful down there. please, please come along. Yes.
1: (laughs) We'd love you to
0: join. (laughs) Thank you. I might one day. I was going to get my shoulder fixed. Um, Aboriginal and First Nations people in the Shire. Um, I think that
1: they are doing uh, amazing work to try and raise consciousness. I certainly hope that people will get behind the Uluru Statement from the heart. Um, I think that's significant. I feel very strongly about BLM or Black Lives Matter in case there are any in the community who don't know what that is. And I feel very strongly about the rule of law. So yeah, and I think that, that that community are dealing with all of those
0: issues. The rural parts of the Shire.
1: I think that the latest uh, news that we've had about the set developments there, that they're not going to use putting up aged homes as an excuse for development, has been uh, greeted uh, by everybody in the Shire as a great move on the part of the Council. They've done a
0: great job getting that done. I mentioned traffic and parking before, but what about public transport?
1: Ah, look Martin, I'm a fan of public transport. I absolutely use it, and um, at the moment not because of COVID-19, so I work from home, but usually I have relied heavily on trains, and I think that our train service does a great job. Um, I've used the metros. I've heard complaints about the metro in the city, but certainly the metros that I've used have been uh, workable, the ones from Epping to Chatswood, you know, that route. Um, I I do have some issues around um, things like the tunnels, but not so much uh, in our area. So, yeah, I'm a fan of public transport and we can't spend enough on it. It's it's a huge big need for us.
0: It's a loaded question. Uh... (laughs) That one was as well. yeah <laughs> university services in the shire
1: i'm not sure what that question means martin do you mean um how we service which university i mean we don't actually have a university in the shire uh, macquarie doesn't sit in, in no, our Shire.
0: no, does no you're it. right so do you think we need um, higher education facilities in the Shire, and would that make a difference?
1: Um, Martin, you know what, I think that COVID-19 has totally changed that conversation. If we'd spoken about this six months previously, and I know there was some talk of putting um, university offices into Hornsby Centre, uh, you know, a. a, a a university campus. Mm. I I would think that was a great idea. But at the moment, the universities are hurting badly and there is awful stuff uh, going in, going on in the universities. And I don't think that there are going to be personal take on all of this. I don't think we're going to have more campuses. I think that the universities are going to be contracting. Interesting.
0: Uh, Two more questions. Retail and shopping facilities in the Shire?
1: Um, well, Asquith could be improved, for sure. <laughs> it's not the world's most attractive shopping centre, but we have a great lifeline there doing terrific work. Um, so, uh, but, but look, Hornsby is a, a good centre for people. Um, I don't think we can complain about that. Um, I'd like to see something a bit more, I'm going to use the word trendy, but that's can mean different things to different people. But um, more like little strip retail centres in the west side of Hornsby, as an as a concept, it lends itself to that. But I think we might have missed our moment. I don't know the new developments that are going to be there will lose that kind of crow's nest type of feel. Um, yeah. you know the older side. I mean, brouhaha does it well, but somehow, not so much the other shops. I think other people have tried. Maybe it's having the police right on the corner. I have no
0: idea. Um, and the final one is the future for Hornsby from your viewpoint.
1: I I think it's I look. I think it's promising. Um, I think that there is a vision from the Greater uh, Sydney Commission. Yeah, Have yep. I got, am I calling them the right name, thank you. Um, I think that um, it, it should be uh, the centre, it should be. And part of that might be that they'd give us a civic centre to be proud of, that, that would be a great move. There are a lot of people who would like that.
0: Well, Kath, that's it from me. I've thoroughly enjoyed chatting to you, and maybe one day we could meet up for a coffee. There's a few more coffee places in the area now compared to 30 years ago.
1: Yeah, and they even have foam on the top.
0: <laughs> well, thanks for your time. Stay online. I'm going to stop the yeah, recording now and we can chat. Thanks, Kath. Have a busy life on the run? Share your story with Street Beat.